Hi, I'm Brett Terpstra, and this is Systematic on ESN. My guests this week are Paul Witten and Mandy Fabian, creators and at least one star of the TV series Dropping the Soap. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're Good. doing great, you especially doing, when Brett? you use words like star. Stars and creators and, and soap. Well, I'll, st- I'll start by reminding people, you guys, you guys were on, what was it, a year ago? I, uh, maybe even a little over a year because I think it was before we were going into production. Or no, um, we had just wrapped production, so probably about a year ago. Yeah. So, so back then you were working on a TV series. Whatever happened to that? Dropping the soap. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. Yeah. God, what happened to that? Ugh, I don't know. You know these things. They, they never happen. Yeah, it's in turnaround. Except that it. Except did. that it's on Amazon. Amazon Prime. Yeah. <laughs> and iTunes. Which and is iTunes, where I watched it. And a gay streaming service called Deku but and you, you Google don't, Play. You don't have to be thing? gay to stream on that service. I'm not sure. <laughs> show your card. I, I don't think that link showed up for me. So it might be a, might have a, a secret entrance kind of thing. Um, <laughs> Probably. It's around the back. <laughs> right. So um, as, soon as, as soon as I saw this was out, I, I, I watched the whole thing. I binged yeah. it. Um, it was hilarious the cast is amazing and i will say when we first started talking i don't remember if it was in the episode last time but you made a joke about paul's clear blue eyes and (laughs) my first thought when uh they did the first close-up at the end of the first soap opera scene in this show was wow she wasn't kidding those are some amazing blue eyes Hey there! That's exactly hey. what we want our viewers to feel. You, like, Paul, you were kind of perfect for that uh, leading man soap opera. Thank character. you. Are we flirting? Yeah, I feel like I feel I mean, like I'm I went bored. straight into the blowing smoke part of this. Um, no, no, no! Blow away, please. Yeah, no, we love and I'll that. blow back. I will bend right like, over. Tell us how yeah. wonderful we are. No questions <laughs> asked. You know, just so a couple of straight dudes hanging out, having a beer, <laughs> talking about stuff. Let's take a trip back. Um, you, you you were writing, and at the time, I believe you, you were ready for production last time we talked, right? You know, I can't remember the timeline. You might be right. We were either just about to go into it, or we had just wrapped it. Okay. But it was right around the time that we had shot. Mm-hmm. So tell me what that process was like for you in this case. Oh. Wow, well, it, I think. <laughs> well, I mean, start, you know, start, this... start small. Like, uh, so you go, you you have, uh, we'll say, funding lined up. You have a studio. Um, what for this TV series? How big was your set? What did you have to prepare? This was a pretty well, big production, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. we we had. It's an independent production. We got financing. We went into. Uh, pre-production we found a location which thankfully was able to service all of our needs so we basically for a month mm-hmm. laid down our roots in in a theater space we took over a large theater space and made it basically a sound stage or t- two sound well kind of the whole thing we yeah. turned into a sound stage it was really awesome the way we were able to kind of just yeah. take the keys we we painted the the production designers most of the rooms that you see were just big black painted rooms Mm -hmm. nothing in them uh and our production designers created those green rooms and all of those sets 
Yeah. And they like they had a special knack for kind of like soaps. You know, we 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 were excited to have the soap opera sets feel a little bit like, you know, how when they're in the quote unquote park and there's like one dried <laughs> leaf on the ground. Right. And, and a wind machine to the side. Yeah. And their boots are like clunk, 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 clunk. Or, you know, or if they're by a dock, supposedly there's like sea, there's fog coming in mysteriously, but you can't really see the ocean, you know. So So we had fun with like doing a little wink towards, oh no, we're in a hospital now. And oh no, we're on a, you know, we're in a vampire's lair. Uh oh, is that a spoiler alert? Oh God. That's oh, okay. They have to watch till a while till they get the And there just so alert. happens to be a key light. And I feel, yeah. I feel you know, like at no point, no point in the preceding episodes to the vampire scene, would you wonder, have, with that information, would you wonder where does the vampire come in? And then when <laughs> no, it happens, it's so out of the blue well, you know, they're doing whatever they can to get ratings for their soap opera. And vampires were very in, in what was it, the <laughs> 80s, 90s? Yes. Um, but soaps are just like that. Like, right, if, we're a little behind. Yeah. If, I, if I would they, say they had a resurgence in, in this century as well. Yeah, I would yes. say, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Twilight. zombies, I mean, it would have been zombies. If they really had their eye on the ball, it would have been zombies. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what's even more frightening, Brett, is that Mandy and I can actually track how the vampire connects to the previous episode. <laughs> so I think it's rude that you're saying that it didn't because we can there were through. aliens. Remember the aliens? I, you know, oh, maybe I, you I, need I, to yes. binge watch again. Yeah. It's, and... it's not that I couldn't, I, I could imagine the writer's room for the soap opera. <laughs> like I could imagine what was happening in there that they made the leaps that they did. Oh yeah. Based on oh, yeah. the uh, Jane Lynch's character was mm-hmm. brilliant. I assume you guys wrote those lines. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, she did improvise some, though. A She's little bit. so funny. She came up with the whole hold the work thing that <laughs> Olivia does, which is hysterical. <laughs> yeah. It, it, you know, and I think the way our director, Ellie Canner, worked, uh, you know, she just wanted to get the script because it, it was funny. There was it was a great, you know, I, I think the writing is great and maybe I'm biased, but we wanted to make sure we got everything that was on the page yes. and then play. So Absolutely. everyone had an opportunity to improvise and we probably used a little bit of everybody's. Yeah. Nice. Um, but when you've got Jane Lynch and she does something, it's usually golden. So yeah. you, you, you don't mess with it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I feel like her, she often plays a similar, like there are similarities between the characters she plays and some of her best work. But... Mm. Like she can really, she took the lines you gave her that I I loved her character. I I will stop with that there. And before we get back to production, which is actually almost as fascinating to me as writing. um, Tell me about Kate Mines. Oh, she's an awful person. She's horrible. Yeah. Thank you for giving us the platform to talk about that. Yeah. Um, no, yes. no. <laughs> what do you want to know? Well, like, okay, so her, her character on the show was absolutely despicable, which yes. anytime yes. that happens, I'm like, I the, the, the actor that's making me hate them so much <laughs> is probably really good because of that. Um, I love a character that can play a really good bad guy or girl. Um, but she was also a co-creator of the show. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So where does she fit in? She's the one I haven't met. 
Yeah, well, honestly, it's only because the booth we have to record in isn't big enough to hold the three of us. Uh, and listen, if there's a season two, I'll get a bigger booth. I'll just right. get a bigger yeah. booth. You know what I mean? No problem. I'm happy to tear this sucker down. Right. I just talked to her on the phone, and uh, <sighs> she knows we're doing it, and she knows that we're going to badmouth her. As, yeah, I think as, she'll listen in for yeah, that. As, That's how she absolutely. is. Absolutely. Um, no, she, uh, she and Paul wanted to do something together as actors because they had been in a theater company together. Yeah, we had we had workshopped a play a couple of times and uh, the plays were challenging. And sometimes when you are met with challenging material, you bond as a cast. Mm -hmm. And then we bonded as a cast and decided that we liked to work and we just wanted to work on something else that spoke to us more. So we decided, hey, let's let's create a show for ourselves. Approached Mandy and we all dove in together and mm -hmm. created it. Yeah. I and just, she's awesome. And one of the reasons I think Kate and I wanted to work together is because I felt like we had a really fun chemistry. And uh, we initially thought, oh, well, they'll be besties. And Mandy was like, no, 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 no. They're gonna, <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no. That's no, no, not no. fun. <laughs> well, Kate, like Kate, is, she's a lovely person in real life, but she's also very like direct. She is. She does a lot of like political stuff and she's very straightforward and active and like no BS about anything. So part of that was an inspiration too for her character right. being like, listen, I am going to get what I want when I want it. Obviously it's exaggerated, but I like right. to use that. She can really like, we all give each other crap all the time. As you can imagine, like we are horrible to each other because we can be and it's fun and it makes us all laugh. Um, so that was part of it too, is I wanted to get some of that dynamic in there that like, we just, I mean, if you listened to us at lunch, you would probably think we weren't friends. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and you know what? Frankly, sometimes we weren't. No, sometimes but, we're, yeah. But it's like Fleetwood Mac, you know, it sometimes a lot like that. it's a lot like who's what, Stevie I'm Mac? a little young for that. Who's Fleetwood I Mac? I don't say you're so old. Oh my God. I know. No, I think <laughs> you can't do that. This is the Skype I was telling oh, you oh, about. <laughs> okay. I, I realized as we're talking that I never gave you a chance to describe the show and remind people uh, and maybe those who didn't hear the previous episode what we're even talking about. If this oh. is really good, maybe I'll edit it around, but <laughs> but maybe not. So what is Dropping the Soap? It's a, a prison drama. A prison drama um, where... A no. lot of no. <laughs> it's a behind the scenes uh, office uh, workplace comedy. Basically, it's a workplace comedy. It happens to take place behind the scenes of a soap opera that is clinging uh, to stay relevant. And Jane Lynch comes in to kind of save the show at the eleventh hour and starts doing horrible stunts to try to do anything to make the show successful again and relevant and then the the cast of course is while they are successful soap actors they they're desperate idiots yes <laughs> good good description that was the the preliminary working title of the show right. desperate, desperate idiots, idiots. <laughs> that'd be a great name for soap opera actually <laughs> We have all these fake soap operas that we talk about on the show, like This Plantation is one. And yeah, yeah a Desperate Idiots would be a great one. The Clinic is the one. The Clinic, I love which that sounds one. like a place you get STD testing. Yeah, and that would be, be my first assumption. The Clinic. But honestly, you don't have to care about soaps or have watched a soap. I no. think it's really, it's really more about the relationship, this kind of makeshift 
uh, family for better or for better or worse that may love each other and may detest each other and just the uh, workings of of these people that happen to work on a soap opera, mm-hmm. which yeah. is struggling as an art form. Yes. And has been for, you know, a while. Yes. A while since we started this. Yeah. So it, back I, it's in kind of a fun back in the <laughs> I think it was 53. <laughs> do you, do you have a, a particular uh, uh, fondness, love of the soap opera genre prior to this? Did you grow up on soaps? I think we both did. I think I mm-hmm. think Mandy and Hugely. I both and and Kate as well. I think we all went through the phase. You know, I loved General Hospital, mm-hmm. and I did a little part on it a couple of times, and uh, that's how I got my SAG card, which is why I kind of thought of this idea. They said, "Write what you know," and I thought, "Well, this is something that's really interesting and that's really struggling and." Uh, it's a fascinating world. These people work so hard. It moves so fast Mm -hmm. and it, it's, it's, it's really incredible what they do and what they have to do. Yeah. I didn't know that much about the production side of it, but I know that I was sick the day I stayed home sick from school and I was a big days of our lives fan. And I was so excited because I was going to get to see Bo and Hope. I think they were getting married or something. And, and, uh, uh, the space shuttle exploded that day. Oh, and so I... This is going dark. It is going dark, but I was so, like, young that I wasn't aware, really, of the... I was like, ah, oh, are they just going to show this over and over again? Like, I am missing my soap <laughs> opera. Andy, this isn't a good... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I appreciate that you attributed that to being young, because I do know some adults who have the same reaction to similar circumstances. <laughs> See, there you go. Breaking news, nuclear what? Come on. Big little lies is happening. Yeah, I remember I remember running home to see the last 15 minutes of General Hospital because 2.30, I think, was when the final bell happened for school. And General Hospital, I think, was from 2 to 3. Oh, see, that's so smart. So I had to get home so I'd see the last 15 minutes, which was always the best part of the yeah, soap because it was always the cliffhanger. So I'd get the meat of it. And uh, then when they invented DVRs, when I was in my. Uh, <laughs> were you 10? Yeah, I, was I, born? I, don't, know. I don't even know if I you were born. Know. Yeah, right? I don't think I was born. Um, well, my great great grandmother had the VHSs. Right. So yeah. that's how I first started watching it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever watch soaps, Brett? I watched them as uh, my grandmother, who lived with my family for quite some time uh loved young and restless mm-hmm, mm-hmm. my mom was into it when i was very young but they kind of disappeared from the living room after that um so i i i saw them as kind of a uh proxy viewer um mm-hmm. never i never got into them but over time i began to see oh. that basically i mean shows like 90210 and all oh the, the yeah teen dramas that i grew up with Scandal. These well, are just yeah. the, bigger budget soaps. Yeah, I, I agree. They took the uh, the kind of cliffhanger mentality and the long arcing story plots. Oh and, God, uh, yes. And, and the bizarre <laughs> occasional revival from the dead of characters, um, and and they kind of <laughs> oh, they became so the new soap opera. That's what I love about that. That there's so many hilarious things that are specific to that world, like you know people coming back from the dead or those 
achingly long close-ups at the end of every scene (laughs) and the super you're right about the storylines like it would amaze me because i would watch it only during the summer because i had to go to school during the year but you didn't miss a thing oh i went to vassar i don't know if i mentioned that wow yeah well i was at vassar impressive yeah thank you oh my gosh i hate talking about it (laughs) (laughs) um anyway it was in poughkeepsie and when i was residing in poughkeepsie attending vassar for my secondary school uh, I, I, <laughs> I, um, you know, you could miss a whole, you could miss nine months of it and jump back in and be like, oh, okay. I missed a scene. <laughs> right. They just got off the boat. Okay. Well, I'm wondering with well, this catching the it? last 15 minutes thing, uh, would you basically just know what you were going to miss on the next <laughs> airing? And then you would catch, you would just assume that that resolved, and then catch the ne- next hit cliffhanger. Oh yeah, but I feel like by that's a really the last weird way. Minutes, you kind of got the meat. Yeah, like it I wasn't mean, was there a summary? I would have been eating my craft mac and cheese while watching the full hour, but <laughs> I didn't have that luxury because I was attending school as well. Oh, where did um, you go, Arizona Arts and Tech? <laughs> Germantown, Tennessee. Um, <clears throat> Uh, but, but yeah, getting the last 15 minutes was enough so you could at least hold on to something. But yeah. one of the, the other thing about the show, which you know, Brett, cause you've watched it already, but for anybody who hasn't yet seen it, any you idiot, see any idiot, idiot who right, hasn't right. watched it yet, we, we show you the first couple of minutes of the show is the show within the show collided lives. It's the soap opera. So you get to see the parallel of what, uh, is happening on screen in the show within the show, the soap opera collided lives as well as the off screen, which I think makes it really fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, you get to, you see the actual real life, uh, character interactions and how that translates to (laughs) delivery of lines and manipulation of writers to control other characters. Yeah. Um, Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. so can we, can we journey back to production for a moment? Sure. Absolutely. So yeah. you're saying you did this, the, you, all the sets were built in this theater? Yes. Mm-hmm. It, I had a contact. I had done a play with this theater company, and they had a complex in Atwater Village uh, in Los Angeles. And so I approached that producer and I said, look, I, I have a show I want to shoot, but you know, we have a minimal budget and this is what I want to do. And he was like, yep, great. Let's do it. Yeah, he was Tim Wright is his name. actually and he plays Frank. Yeah, the stage manager <laughs> in the show. And he's he was basically he and he's an associate producer on the show actually as well. But he was instrumental for letting us get the space for a really reasonable price. And he was um, instrumental in giving notes on scripts. And yeah, he was, he was so great. helpful. And he's just a super talented guy. Yeah. So we basically, like we had said earlier, we took over and uh, built sets and built sound stages and built rooms throughout, which I, I every day I w- walked in there, I was kind of knocked out oh by my our production God. design team. I almost cried when I saw the ship. Oh, the, 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 yes, lo- the hull of the, the ship. ship, which was the back hallway behind a theater space where the dressing rooms are you know mm-hmm. so you have this long hallway with a few doors to different dressing rooms and they basically <laughs> created the hull of a ship yeah back there it was with amazing. paint and 
It, it was yeah. absolutely amazing. It really, it really was amazing. I, I just, I still am floored by that. I walked in, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And it felt like they did it in a day. They I kind mean, of was, did. Uh, yeah. They and then the, the shipwreck, the island, the tropical island. I mean, that's oh. literally just a big black room that they built this. Uh, and for people that will see it, you know, uh, it's this amazing kind of Gilligan's Island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Piece. So they which cut. was they built over bleachers yeah. and put like skins down to look like sand. If you actually listen, you could hear us walking across wood. <laughs> Sounds more like sandpaper. <laughs> Which is pathetically amazing. And they cut half a suitcase and stuck it on it to make it look like the suitcase was half buried in sand, which I just yeah. thought was a masterful touch. Yeah. <laughs> so how big was masterful. crew on this? About 40 people. Wow. Probably. Yeah, it was a Surprisingly, I mean, the people who built the sets actually was really small, small. team given what they had to do. Yeah. They, yeah. They Probably were. about five people, five key people. Yeah. Uh, pulled off the design. They were geniuses. Chris though. Allison, Michael Sakara were heading up the department. Starla Christian, Andrew Lyons. Yeah. Bianca Armbruster. Brewster. Yeah. Armbruster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think. And couple of other people that helped mm -hmm. out as well but those were the primary five people and they just knocked it out of the park and for not a lot of money oh, i might God. add you yeah. know we were working on a shoestring budget actors that showed up oh my god and that our was cast amazing. is amazing you know they were working for a hundred dollars a day wow you yeah. got you got some decent names for a hundred dollars a day yeah you know and really i think they liked the script yeah so they thought it was funny and Oh, they came and played with us, and it was really amazing. And you know what's funny about web series? So, like, still, even though there have been really some amazing ones that have come out, people still really expect them to be kind of disasters. Yeah. <laughs> I think when they volunteer to do a web series, they're like, oh, okay, I'll go help out a friend, or, oh, the script's not that bad, or, you know, or, or they like the script, but they don't expect it to be a full-on Yeah, and they showed production. up, I think, with our, exactly, I think that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's. And they're like, oh, this is real. You guys are really doing this, and you're doing it right, and you're, you know. You have lighting. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. We have lighting. Yeah. <laughs> we got soap stars. Of right. course we have lighting. Yeah. But I think that's true. A lot of people God. come in with a very low expectation because, you know, yeah. they think web series, they think camera, garage, yeah. Cheetos. Yeah. And, you know, oh, it's another set Coke. in a backyard. Yeah. Well, that's not a bad idea. You know, that's not the backyard. The backyard. <laughs> okay. You know. Note to self writing it. Okay. <clears throat> what, did you guys see kittens in a cage? Yeah, yes. of course. Um, Julian Armanante's series. Um, yeah, she's so amazing. But yeah, I mean, she told me that was mostly done in a backyard. Yeah. Well, and you know, she shot in the same location, ironically, that we did. They oh, yeah. shot in some of the same uh, rooms that we did for kittens. Jillian Armanante is the queen of doing something with spit and a band-aid. I yeah. mean, she, yeah. the things that she rigs together in the name of, well, I don't have the money, so let's figure it out, is just, I learned so much from her. Being yeah, she had her. great recommendations yeah. for for crew and for cast and yeah. she's an endless resource yeah. and aside from that she's directed her first feature. she's amazing as a person yeah she's a wonderful person that yeah, is and she did that is how feature. that is my impression called stuck by the way stuck and i think i yeah mm -hmm. called stuck and i think they're raising their last bit of funds for post. for post yep i don't know when this will air but check it out 
This will be up it's on great. Thursday. It's got a lot of great people. Heather Matarazzo, Amir Talai. You know, there's a ton of great people. And didn't awesome. you do a scene in it? Did I? I'm sorry, what? Oh, I thought that Paul Witten was in it as oh, well. Oh, d- you're right. I oh, was, man. What a funny Manny. coincidence. I know. Oh. Did you play the, did you play the dreamy, blue-eyed, uh, like, leading yes. man? Yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> if the first two adjectives are dreamy, blue-eyed, then yes, that's exactly right. I like Brett so much. He's I think such a he's good just guy, a handsome, he? smart guy. Yeah, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Handsome and charming. Handsome, amazing, yep. funny. So I, I, I did note that Jillian had more spoken lines in your series than I've seen her with in the last couple of productions, including her own. Is that true? She was she she didn't speak at all in her last show. And then I saw her in uh, briefly in uh, Hail Caesar. Right. Right. I think she had one one line. And let me tell you a little bit just to sing this woman's praises again. You know, we, we. I adored her and, and she would come in some days, you know, to help basically do background work. Mm-hmm. So we'd say, Hey, you know, we have the scene that we're shooting tomorrow. It'd be great. You know, because she plays Julian, my character's assistant and he's, you know, kind of the star of the show. And she'd be like, Oh yeah, yeah, I can come. That's great. And she'd come and do a 14 hour day and hang out in the background with no line. And yet when we look at the footage and we look back, she makes such an impact. Yeah, she's, she's such a great so presence. Much, so yep. it just goes to show you as an actor, like show up. Yeah. And she's the queen of that. Well, and, and she honestly has a love of acting, not just like, she, right. Yes. I could say and, a lot. I am impressed with team. her. Yes. Um, I think, uh, speaking of assistance, one of my favorite running gags was, uh, summed <laughs> up in the exchange that went like, um, yeah, I'm Olivia's new ex- new assistant. Of course you are. Oh, how'd you know? You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you yeah. for quoting. Oh, yeah. That's really good. That, that assistant yeah. is actually Ben Bauer, who is another great actor. And he has his, he has a couple of series that he had created too. And he was a friend of a friend or a friend of Kate's maybe even. And came in and did a couple of lines with us. And yeah. it was just great. Just great. Yeah, another another person that's out there kind of creating stuff. And there's a, a fun little running gag that I don't think anyone's mentioned or caught yet. Oh, right. Yeah. About the assistants. Their names, if you go and you... If you go back and listen to all of the names, with the exception of Felicia, right? Right. That's the one that... Every someone does say for Felicia. a reason, which we won't. Yeah, <laughs> and I gotta say, oh yeah, that we we fought so hard so, for that. Like it was an idea, and I was like, oh, it's gotta work. And I didn't even honestly care if it worked. Like, right. We we watched it. There was a screening where a bunch of people were watching it, and I was like waiting for the bye Felicia, and it got a good. It got it a got good a really response. Good. I was like, yes. Well, because yes. we didn't okay, we wanted to be some very white girl, yeah. and we had it towards really a Friends reference. Oh yes, that's exactly yes. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm seeing it now. There's a Rachel. Uh, because our director, Ellie Canner, actually cast Friends yeah. years ago. <laughs> she was the casting director. So it was a little bit of a nod to her. Mm-hmm. So you've got uh, Chandler and Monica and Rachel, Joey. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's and the Janice. Friends, There's right. Janice. There's Janice. <laughs> Fun. Yep. 
And another side note, Ellie also, when she was casting Friends, brought me in uh, to play Chandler to read and... Oh my God! Um, yeah, she didn't cast me. What a dick! What a dick! So Am I made I sure to, to remind dick? her of it every day. <laughs> Thanks for ruining my life, Ellie. Hey, so nice to <laughs> would have been nice to have Matthew Perry money, huh? Would have yeah, been nice. Yeah, I could have funded the show with bigger budget. <laughs> well, I, I that's all right. Sh- I think you should have been a Joey. Oh, thank oh, you. I wow. like that. He is. I'm starting to get uncomfortable now. No, uh, don't get I mean? uncomfortable. Join in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. Oh, we're just <laughs> we we're just having fun. Uh, <laughs> oh, and the the Vassar um, oh. that became the title of the last episode you guys were on. Uh, it was titled "Mandy Went to Vassar." Um, I feel like that. <laughs> oh my uh, God, that's that that <laughs> gag that gag shows up in uh, one of the actors that is brought on by Olivia and uh, constantly yeah. reminds people he went to Juilliard. Yes. Yes, which is uh, Aaron Ramsey. Yes. Yeah. That's the name. Oh, and he's great. And he comes in and I love how he, you know, is playing all different people in this. Oh, yeah. That's the best part of his. And actually, so many people commented on what a great, what a great actor he is. And he is. But we were, <laughs> it's so funny because like, you know, because he does this somewhat offensive, I would say. Yeah. Like in a really of, loving way. He's one like guy, lovingly in a loving offensive. way. But we're making fun of the. <laughs> limits of diversity in television and maybe specifically soaps and so he plays every ethnicity throughout Mexican, the thing but italian Mexican, uh Chinese. some kind of uh tribal yes jungle 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 guy yeah jungle guy and the chinese one i think is my favorite yeah and, people um, were like, he is an astounding actor. <laughs> right. And Rodney Such a range. Toe, Rodney <laughs> Toe, actually, I wish we would have known this, but I learned afterwards, Rodney Toe, who played one of the assistants uh, of Olivia's, he who's also great. a great actor and just booked a pilot, by the way. I don't know oh, that Oh, I didn't know that. Good, but he's so good. He's so good. He came in and he coached uh, Aaron <laughs> on how to say the lines as not- offensively as possible. I- so that. yeah, oh I would have God. given him dialect coach <laughs> oh or dial- dialect yeah dialect coach oh, credit, but amazing. I also mm. appreciated how Julian could not speak to him in a normal voice. He always felt he had to speak louder, <laughs> even though he was clearly like a LA kid. Right. This is why we love you, Brett, because <laughs> you, you catch all it. those little things that we are so very proud of. But that, you know. Do you want do you want to know what my favorite line is, which I'm going to offer with no context, so it's not a spoiler? Okay. Sure. Accountants and lawyers and grips, just men. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that, that, that scene was kind of amazing for uh Okay, I'm done. Thank you. Thank you. We'll Thank we'll stop you. we'll stop name dropping and and blowing smoke. Oh, no, let's not stop name oh, dropping. No, don't Are stop you kidding, dropping. John Michael Higgins? John Michael. Higgins. I was just gonna. I that was the one that I was you gonna bring up next. Mimi Rogers. What? I was gonna bring up John Michael Higgins, who I love. Yeah. Oh, but I felt like we've, we've just been, you know, <laughs> dropping names. Fine. Like we'll we'll, we'll name do? drop. I am. I he the role that you cast him in as a director of a commercial yes brilliant he was great he is brilliant he, he is, is so good he took it so to the next level 
just took, I mean, you know, obviously it was brilliant writing, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but he really, and he was so good. Like he and Paul just played so well together that they both really <laughs> got to, it was just, I mean, I think we were done with the scene and we would, we would be like, let's just do another one because <laughs> it was so funny and it was something different every time, like really just fun. He has a great way of improvising, but not going off taking it off the rails. He improvises within the context of a scene, but doesn't slow it down. That's a really good point because I think sometimes improvising can become masturbatory. Totally. And he doesn't at all. He really stays within the the essence of what the scene is yeah. about and enriches it as opposed to becoming tangential and making it about, look how funny I can be. Yeah. Let's do improv Olympics. Yeah, no, he just drives that scene. Yeah. Home. He's amazing. Great. Such a talent crush. So here's what I have to ask. Um, the, uh, the line, uh, see that grip. He's a bear. You'll be wrestling him later. Was that improvised? <laughs> no, that's a Mandy line. No, <laughs> that's it. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. The reaction was what was really amazing. Yeah. <laughs> really oh no, the truly, acting makes truly. it. Truly. It, it, it was all it was all in the eyes. Right. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, I love it so much. Is this going to be really you know, awful? I want to rewatch it, Brett. And that's I know, me too. Because I've watched I, it 150 times. times. Me too. I, but I hope for your listeners, I hope this makes them want to watch it yeah. rather than Oh, I, you don't regret it. It'll be a yeah. good time. I feel like I've developed enough trust among my audience that even if they hate something that I recommend, they forgive me. Right. <laughs> because they know I don't recommend things that I don't truly enjoy. So. Oh, that's nice. I did. Well, I, I did. Honestly, like I could have watched a couple episodes just to have enough of an idea of what was happening so I could talk to you about it. But it was... It was definitely a binger for me. No, I love it. And the line you just quoted out of context, uh, which is great, uh, is the last episode. So we know you watched it all. That's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's the secret to giving a good book report, too. Read the last chapter. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. If we can touch back uh, quickly. Do you guys want to do the top three picks today? Did you have any time to prep for that? Uh, if if you want us to, I'm sure we can. I think all of my picks were like TV shows. Yeah, I think my picks were pretty lousy on s- Mandy went to Vassar. <laughs> Hopefully, this is called. I had some Paul's we, blue eyes. We'll, we'll give it a shot. Uh, dropping the names or dropping the names or Paul's blue eyes. Paul's blue eyes, I think, is yeah, good. I think Mandy went to Vassar has already been used. Oh, I, that's too bad because it's such a. What about Mandy part went to Vassar two. part two? <laughs> Mandy's thinking of grad school. Oh, right. <laughs> so Maybe? we could call it Paul went to, where'd you go? Uh, Germantown High School. That was I your. Didn't get, I didn't get no secondary education. <laughs> oh. You sure well, talked pretty, to, though. I went, I went well, to... we used to have fundraisers for poor kids like you. Right. For the, we used to, don't worry, I'll guide you into the right. elite <laughs> academic circles that comedy is so it's it's so required of a comedy mind yes nice <laughs> I, I, I do think blue eyes is going to be part of the uh the title yeah. um so what was what was the what was your favorite um fix when you were going through set design and production and something went wrong oh and you had you know someone either yourselves or jillian or anyone on your Decent sized crew came up with a, a MacGyver solution. What what would that have been? 
gosh, did anything go wrong? It was so perfect. It was also perfect. Yeah, I've heard nothing ever goes wrong in production. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, on a on a on a more broad scale, I would say the initial. uh, This is probably not answering your question, but the initial stuff that was outdoors or the water stuff. Yeah, that that we shot in the water, that was done um, in a pool. And was supposed to uh, pop out to an outdoor yard area. But because when we were shooting this, there was El Nino going on. Like literally we had buckets around the theater catching water. (laughs) And in some takes you can hear the dripping. (laughs) So uh, we moved everything outside inside. And that's why we built that kind of lost tropical island, Gilligan's Island looking set. So... I'd say that was a great yeah, solution a great to fix. what, you know, which which exceeded our expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that works for me as an yeah, answer. That, I mean. Yeah, I think that would be probably the thing I could remember or the or the hallway that we were talking about earlier, the, the hull of a ship. Oh, we weren't yeah. sure how to how to do that. And the production designer said, oh, we can do this. Or maybe I said it. <laughs> I don't remember, but it. Yeah. But it, well, the fact that we used that spiral staircase that existed in the space, right. and it looked like a shit. We actually wrote that scene. Oh, that's right. We yes. wrote that scene for, for that, that location, location because we're that's like, right. oh, let's have it in the hull of a ship because that spiral staircase looks, looks like something like, you'd see yeah, yeah, on a yeah, ship. Yeah, you're right. You're so right. that that was fun to <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. All right. It's, that's what's great about limited budget too is you find really creative ways. To make everything work. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's that. That's the uh, the genesis of that question. Is I figure, when, with a limited budget, you always hear about the uh, kind of crazy things that work. You know, like you see it in the finished product, and you would never assume that that was uh, initially an issue, like a problem that became a happy accident. Oh, we also had a giant M. That we were going to have to move off the premises or figure out well, what to there, do with. But then because the commercial was for man must. Ma- well, we- and actually the, the story of that is down the street, several blocks. Oh, that's right. There was some company that had the giant M. Yes. And the production designer drove that's by right. and saw it. And saw it. And said, right. Why are you doing that? And I, we're just going to cut it up and throw it away. And he's like, wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we showed up to the to the stage one day yeah. and there was just this giant M. Yeah. I mean, it was 20 feet tall. And I think even a previous production at the theater space had that prairie backdrop or something, right? Like yes. we, there were so many yeah. happy accidents like that. Like we just u- were able to use so much stuff that was there. And I happen to know a man who actually had traps and a saddle. I mean, when does that ever happen? Right. <laughs> like a kind of fun. That one really came together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I had a great joke about chaps. <laughs> that did not You're fly. Really, it did not really fly on Twitter today. Do uh, it. Go. It was, What's um, your joke? Chaps are like a bad rehab clinic. Always very supportive up front, but there's always a party in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> did you just make that up? I, I th- there was a conversation happening at the time that led to it, but and not okay. just now. No, I didn't make it up. Just <laughs> Um, I thought maybe it was your book of Western jokes. Right. <laughs> I, I do. Humor. I actually keep a Twitter list of my favorite jokes I make on Twitter. 
basically, <laughs> like, I test out material, except for I'm not a comedian, so I never actually use the stuff that works. <laughs> but I, looking back over the years, I have some pretty good 140 character jokes. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my wife always told me that uh, you're funny in a room full of you. You know, if it right. was a room full of Bretts, you would find it all hilarious. Uh, turns out, though, Twitter, uh, you will eventually develop a room full of you if you keep telling jokes you think are funny. Ah, that's a good call. Yeah, it actually has been very reaffirming in my life. Twitter, oh, yeah. Twitter as a, a mental health support system. I think all social media is really about finding people who are more like you. Right? Yeah, and Isn't people it? that just want to support you and just want to say how wonderful you are. <laughs> yeah, like, very... like, 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 yeah. like, 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 yeah. like, 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 we, we we went off on a tangent far enough that I'm ready to switch to trying the top three picks out. Okay. The way All this right. would work would be one at a time, back and forth. I think last time we ended up trying to do six for you guys, like three for each of you. We don't have to do that. You could each do one. Either way, traditionally, you guys would start. So do you have something you can pull out of your hat right now? Uh, yeah. Or I could, do you want me to? Yeah, you go. Well, yeah. Ladies first. I have, okay. Yeah. I do have something that like, I traditionally, and this is, this is, uh, you know, not great on my part, but I miss a lot of TV because I just get very easily overwhelmed. So like, I still have a stack of modern families. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard for me sometimes to get to the television because there's so much of it. But uh, except for catastrophe and girls, those are appointment TV for me. But my, my. The thing that I just found recently uh, is Big Little Lies on HBO. Oh, I did not read. I did. Are you totally? Yes. Oh, I was going to actually I use can't that. Even, oh, were you? Yes, I, I hate you. Well, it's okay. It'll be our pick. It's like, I. it is so addictive. And it's it's been a while since Kidman. there's been a show that you watch the first one and you're like, I must watch the second one. And it's a great device. Yeah. Uh, it's it's so good. Yeah, it's really. What device are you talking about, though? Well, the fact that something happened oh, and uh -huh. that it's all leading up to the season end to find yeah. out. I mean, it, it's so it's, we assume we're going to find out. Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And I think I there's two more left now. I, right? I've I've binged I binged six in the last like two oh, days. <laughs> this so isn't the first season of the show, is it? Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. And it's huh. David E. Kelly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's the creator, right? Yeah. And um, Nicole Kidman is on it and Reese Witherspoon and Shailene Woodley. Shailene Woodley's so good. Uh, oh, Laura, Laura Dern. Dern is this so is one good. of my favorite things she's ever done. Oh, she's phenomenal in it. Yeah. It's so really why, um, like, HBO's been advertising the heck out of this. Um, yep. I have HBO. I have not watched this show yet. What would oh. be, what would be the, uh, reason that I would start it. What's, trash. what's your elevator Delicious pitch? Delicious <laughs> trash. But it's not like scandal trash. No offense, scandal. It's like, 
you know, you know, it's a, it's like cable-y. Tra- it's like really well done, but it's so trashy. Like the people are so dramatic, but you have these amazing actors doing it. And it's just this like, <gasps> like, I don't know. It's if you so ever good. watched so soap operas like uh, Dallas or Knott's mm-hmm. Landing, did you ever see any of those, Brett? I have seen them. I would not okay. say I was interested, though. Yeah. Okay. So this has taken that and made it much more updated. Okay. It's taken the idea of a soap and and made it a lot more, I think, accessible to a more general audience. It's like a thriller, and so, it's visually yeah, it's, interesting. It's so gorgeous, and it's They're artistic. All like you think about direction as you're watching it, because you'll see the way they've shot something oh or the music they choose. It's got a lot more uh, edge. See, that stuff keeps my attention. What um? You know what? Give it a watch oh. because I think after the first episode, I think you'll. You might really like it. I, based on both of your reactions, I'm willing to watch at least one episode. And I um, was hate watching it. Like a friend invited I, me over yeah. and I was like, oh, God, I don't I have no interest. Yeah, I'm going to hate watch hate it. it too. And I was riveted. Loved it. Are you. Uh, it. OK, so make your head into Amazon for a second and tell me what the you might also likes would be for this. Oh. On Amazon. Well, like, just like what would uh, viewers also like if they if, if they watch right if I if I oh the we, other attributes of yeah. of this uh, would Mad Men count I don't know uh, Mad Men put me to sleep oh, oh me too <laughs> yeah, I I never just, got into Mad Men it was so slow and I think if I'm at home watching something which is where you are usually when you're watching television. Yeah. I'll I'd fall asleep. I mean, would Scandal be sort of a, you might also like, it's not, it's a little bit more. Scandals, uh, I mean, yeah, maybe. Scandal feels a like. little, um, uh, what's the word? Um, Is it good wifey? What? I don't even know. Gossip I don't Girl. That. I didn't oh, watch Gossip it's not, Girl. Yeah, I didn't either. It's weird. It's kind of a. You're the House worst. I think it's more. I think. If, do you, have you ever seen House of Cards? Yes. Okay, so if you like House of Cards, this is really nothing like it, other than. <laughs> there you go. I should do pitch meetings more often, right? But it's it. But it actually has there. There are similar tones in the way you watch it and you feel like you're seeing the top of your the genre, which I think. House of Cards is the top of its jo- genre. Mm-hmm. I would say political this, drama. Yeah, and and, and this it's interesting is visually. And yeah, it's, good it's acting filming. And the characters are definitely very flawed, but you care about them, and mm-hmm. and it's funny and it's dark. Hell, I don't it's care about characters. I don't un- care about characters unraveling. that aren't flawed. Right, and yeah. I think the analogy with House of Cards would be best made to say that there's something, there's a mystery happening, that you're you're trying to put something together. Yeah. And I think that's always really fun. At least for me, that's really fun. Yeah, there's a big mystery in this too. So yeah, it's yeah. All right. Well, I I would trust something from the creator of Boston Legal. That's yeah. Or the you know a main writer for Boston Legal, I guess. But yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I will give it a shot. Oh yeah, fantastic. It's really good. The director's really good too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could have done it better, but still, of course you could have. You know. You were busy. Story of my life. <laughs> so my three picks are all, um, we'll say, eclectic and slightly mundane. Uh, two of them are actually just games. And one of them, my first pick, is 
this game's got to be five years old. I've seen very few updates, but it's still the one that takes up the most of my uh, iPhone gaming time. Oh, which I will admit is finite, but uh, it threes. Have you ever played threes? No, no. It's uh, you slide numbers around. It's like Sudoku, but without all the math. And you. Just, oh, I love like, Sudoku. A, a three has to combine with a three, and a six has to combine with a six, and you try to get the highest numbers you can. But there's always new pieces coming onto the board that mess you up. And huh. I have literally, I have been playing it for five years. I still have not beaten the scores of the people that got really good at it the, when it was first out and everyone was crazy about it. But I'm wow. still plodding along. And I realized, like, I've always considered this, it's too outdated to be a top pick, but I, I gotta, <laughs> given the amount of time it gets run on my phone. Well, look, <sighs> I mean, our sex lives all suffer at some point. And so, you know, you turn to games. I mean, I get you turn to number games. You know what? You're not married. I don't want to hear. By the way, that was a clue, folks. He is not married. You're no, welcome. I'm bachelor. Close. <laughs> um, that sounds that's I love Sudoku. I really do. I probably yeah, shouldn't well, know I, if there's I, a Sudoku app because I would play it all the time. There is actually a really good Sudoku app. Don't want to know about it. Made by a guy who lives down the street from me. What? Uh, works on Apple TV, too. Um, yeah. But. Okay, I can't know about that. Thank you. La, it's la, la, it's la, just la. called Doku. Um, uh, stop it. Okay. I don't want to hear sure. it. Sure. Um, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> See what I deal with? Why don't you Shut just down. give me heroin? I mean, my God. <laughs> I am a mother of two small children. They're not that small. Shh. Anyway, go ahead. Love Almost you. newborn, I'm sure. <laughs> um, yeah, five years ago. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, my my pick would be a an outdated game, but it's one that if if you ever have, it's not the kind of thing you would go to the bathroom to play, but it's the kind of thing if you like extended bathroom breaks, <laughs> like you just need to hide from people for a while. I have mm-hmm. I am I am uh, I'm an introvert. I can do parties just fine. I can be super social, but I need. Like every 30 minutes, I need just five minutes of turn, (laughs) close the door, turn the fan on and just hide in the bathroom for a little while. Um, (laughs) And, and that's the game that lets me just zone out. And yeah, it's not, I should be clear. It it is not like Sudoku. The only similarity really is that it's a grid of numbers. Okay. It's an entirely different brain space than the more oh, cool. mathematical version. Okay. I used to play math games with my dad. If we were speaking, I would totally tell him about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never played math games with my dad because my dad didn't love me. Oh, well. So you do you have a pick, Paul? Anyway, back to the uh, do I have space a shuttle. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <no. laughs> uh, there's this new singer called Beyonce. <laughs> How do you spell that? Uh, be on say. Okay, yeah. got it. <laughs> no, actually, no, I it's joke, but Beyonce. actually, I just discovered that song that she did with the Dixie Chicks, which I believe we oh. we sang "Cowboy Take Me Away" on our last. Oh yeah, we did. I'm pretty sure we. Pretty sure. Yeah. Every um, podcast we've ever done. It's called we've done Daddy that. Lessons, 
and I did just hear this the other day. Oh, and I thought, I oh, get in Beyonce and Dixie Chicks singing speaking a song of, together. What? Speaking of daddy lessons. Right. <laughs> See, wasn't that a great a segue? Nice tie-in. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I had um, no idea that Beyonce ever performed at the CMA Awards. With the disc, with the Dixie Chicks, and they, she did this mm-hmm. song that starts out. I mean, now I'm going to just make this my pick. Screw it. It's okay. Um, yeah. So a song, Daddy Lessons, CMA's Beyonce with the Dixie Chicks. It's I'm great. Check and that it starts out. off very Nolansy. Oh, fun. Very sexy, southerny, and oh, yeah. that's appropriate for a song called it's Daddy, Daddy Lessons. Lessons. Yeah. Yeah. That's, well, if you're in the South, it is. But I, I mean, I'm sorry, I had nothing to contribute about Sudoku. So here am I bringing. You know what, this, I believe this top three picks section is going to be extremely eclectic. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. So I'm reading the lyrics to this song. Mm -hmm. Uh, The intro is Yeehaw, O-O-O, Texas, Texas, O-O-O, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. that's, that's the state song, actually. It's weird that they're allowed to use that. Well, you have to clap, clap, clap at the end of it. But, um, what, what, which part of that speaks to you? Um, Beyonce going Texas, <laughs> Texas. She says it really sexy. Yeah, you know. Well, it um, is. Have you ever been to Texas? I mean, I have. Very sexy. Daddy mm. made me dance, and Daddy held my hand. Oh, oh, oh! And Daddy liked his whiskey with his tea. I'm Does... getting PTSD right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't appreciate the public shaming on my. I, I don't consider this. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Is it so? Is it the performance I, it would not or be something? Is like, reading look, the lyrics like a mistake Beyonce. here? No, I, but I mean, I like her, but I've never been like one of those people that follows her or bought a record even. So I just happened to hear this at uh, a friend played it, and I just thought it was catchy. That's all I'm saying. So you, you like the musicality. performance yeah yeah there was something just kind of fun and different and i love the dixie chicks um this this adds up i i i am a a lyrics obsessed person so i always my first assumption when someone says they love a song is that the lyrics spoke to them if we're Mm. saying that that is not necessarily the case here i can totally uh revamp my initial reaction yeah i don't know i don't know if i've I, I, you know, I listened to the lyrics, but I don't think I've really listened to them. It was more just made me want to move, Brett. Just made me want to move. I, I can dig made that. Made me feel sexy and dirty a little bit. Mm-hmm. Did you ever hear um, the mashup album of Daft Punk with the Beastie Boys? It was called Daft Science. No. no. It's so good. Find it. Daft science. All right. If you, if you, I don't care if you like either of those bands. If you like, if you like things that make you want to dance, it is a perfect mashup. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'll go there because I did not like either of those. (laughs) I'm the only person on the planet who just didn't like the No, I didn't either. I, I never liked Daft Punk um, until I heard them in this context. And then things, (laughs) some of their stuff started to make sense to me. That's the beauty of mashup to me. I, there have been a lot of mashups that are multiple artists that none of which I care care about, some of which I even hate. But if you look up mashups of Vanilla Ice's Ice Ice Baby, the number of amazing combinations, it 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 it's moving. It is. Well, that's a spectacular song. I don't think I was born when that one. When... Oh, it was when like was last that? century. 
Yeah, he's probably no, he was than the you. white rapper. Oh, he was the one you were allowed Eminem. to listen to in Tennessee. Oh, just like in Austin, Texas. Right, right. <laughs> Texas, Texas. Oh, oh, Texas, oh, Texas, Texas. Oh, whiskey, oh, oh, daddy. Oh, daddy likes his whiskey with his yeah. tea. There was a mashup of uh, Stevie Wonder and Metallica. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was superstitious mixed with a uh, Metallica song that is. It is brilliant. Like, oh. it all just fits together. I love superstition. Wow. That's cool. Yes. Do you know that if you sing, um, if you sing that Four Non Blonde song, like, like, 25 years and my life is still trying to get up that great big, whatever that song is, right? Of hope for a destination. I try sometimes and I'm lying in bed. Are we going into a Pink Floyd, uh, Wizard of Oz reference here? Or? No, but that song, if you sing that at the same time, you sing, don't worry, I'll be happy. You can sing those songs at the same time. Well, it's and that, that is what Mashup is all about. You have way too much free time on your hands. <laughs> well, I used to. <laughs> there, there are only so many possible chord combinations in the world. So there are a lot of songs that really just blend together. Okay. My gold right one with has every chord in it. I'm going to work on that next. <laughs> okay. It'll be awesome. So my second pick, you're going to love this. It will speak to you in, in amazing ways. Uh, I pick the Abundant Chef in drawer bamboo kitchen knife storage block. <laughs> I was just, just gonna say, say that. like I've been looking for Why did a you nice. Take our pick, Brad. Yeah. Uh. I can recant, but the I have been looking. I I like kitchen knives. I I got into cooking a yep. little over a year ago. Um, I have made things that uh, amaze me, and shared oh. them with a small group of people. Um to whom I think, I would like to think, I'm known as a good cook now. But I have collected over the last year a pretty wide selection of knives that do not fit into any standard knife block. And this knife block is, it's this like curvy, Ooh. it it lays down, it's, it's like a wave. It's got what? like three peaks in it and then grooves along it. And you can basically mm. set any size knife ah. into mm. it. And That's so smart. Set it in a drawer and yeah, so your blades never oh. get dull crashing against other blades if you don't have sheaths for them and uh, oh they're not God. taking up oh place God. on your countertop. And That yes. is the hottest description That's of a sexy. product I have yeah. ever heard in my life. If, it's you don't even have to if have you sheets. see it, if you see it, you your first thought will be, wow, that is really sexy for a knife block. Okay. I'm in. I love, I love the knife block where someone's being stabbed. Uh, yeah. I actually have a, a wine cork uh, that is. Uh, do you know uh, what I'm talking about? I do. And there's and like I've, a there's like a figure that mm -hmm. has knives in its back, <gasps> and oh that's the book. Oh and my the exact God. the exact Merry same Christmas. figure. It's the exact same figure on my uh, my wine cork that is that guy, like the little like puffy red guy, right? Hands up, but with a very large, we'll say cork. Coming out between his oh legs. My oh my goodness! Oh wow! And to cork the bottle, you have to smack him on the butt. <laughs> That's this is great. Hilarious. Yeah. Yes. And a clear sign that you should stop drinking. <laughs> right. I don't know. It kind of makes you want to drink more. <laughs> You're like that was fun. Let's do it again. Well, now it's open. 
<laughs> Keep going. Uh, All right. So a third pick from either of you. Oh, mine is so douchey. But it is something that I've actually <laughs> put on my phone. Uh-huh. Um, it's a an app called Moment. Yeah. Have you heard I, of that? I, I just started using that a couple weeks ago, actually. You you did? Really? Because I I did it because I was finding I was so distracted by my phone all the time and checking it 150 times a day. So it's an app you can download and it'll control. It'll tell you how much time you've spent on your phone and then it'll keep track of your app usage. Like how much a day, how many so minutes a day you spend checking your you? email. Well, it's just so you can kind of keep track. But I will say this. I set a limit on my phone. And every day when it starts to tell me like, hey, you're over your limit, I, I brush it away. I'm like, come on, come just get off. Check my email. <laughs> like it's not really doing its job right now. Because you I'm, hate it. Well, I, right. I mean, I, I love it telling me. And there's days when I'm under my limit where I'm like, nailed it. But that's just because of circumstance. That's not because I was like, oops, I'm an hour and a half on my phone. Better put it down. But it's incredible it's incredible the days that you ha- spend like hours on your phone. Oh, you know, and hours. Yeah, I went and saw a movie the other night and my phone was buzzing, you know, like I was it was on silent, but it yeah. was vibrating. So obviously I was getting texts or emails or whatever. And it was a little bit distracting. So I put it in my jacket pocket and thought, OK, I won't feel it there. I got out of the movie and the minute I wasn't even out the interior door of the theater reaching for my phone because I had to check what what's going on for that two hours or hour and a half even. Yeah. And I stopped myself and I went, no, no, I'm not going to check it. That's amazing. I know. Oh I'm, like, I'm not going to check You're it. You're like a priest. And then I'm walking to the car and I'm like, I just going to check. I'm like, nope. You don't get to check this phone until you get in that car and put on your seatbelt. And start driving down the freeway. Why is that the prerequisite? (laughs) I don't know. I was like giving myself a limit. And then I thought, I'm waiting till I get in the car to check my phone. (laughs) I'm insane. I have officially lost my friggin' mind because I got in the car, plugged in the seatbelt, and checked my phone. Well, you you should get moment. You you should write a blog post on productivity. Yeah, yeah, right. But I thought I was so, so like, it's so amazing for not looking at my phone from the end of the movie to the walk to my friggin' car. Like I was a hero. Like this is what bravery yes, looks you like. You were alive. You were present. So what's the first thing you check when after a movie when you pull out your phone? Walk to my car. It's when, when you pull out your phone after a movie, what's the first thing you check? Uh, well, I usually have texts. I get a lot of text messages. That's I don't check email. I, I, I don't like checking email. It's rarely ever good news. <laughs> it's always something I have to do I, yeah. or a, a task. It's purely I get that. habit. I yeah, have, so I have days where I, I just can't even look at my inbox. Like I used to have it on push, you know, where they would or whatever, push, fetch, whatever the hell it is, where it used to always update my email. And oh, now wow. I have it on a setting where it doesn't open my email unless I open the app. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense to me. And it's so much better. Because, because if people really need something later, these days, they're going to text you. Yeah, or call me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so people I would say texting. How about you guys? I. What's the first thing you check on your phone? I'll admit it's usually Twitter, which I'm not proud oh. of. Like, I was actually really impressed with your response that it was text messages because those were actually relevant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, you know, I'm on Twitter, but I don't, I don't, I feel, I think I feel sometimes on Twitter, like I'm horrible at it. 
So there's a pressure that like, oh, I have to be funny or I have to say so. I'd rather, you know, so I try to promote other people or if something happens to be funny, I'll put it out. But Twitter is, I don't, I don't, I don't go to Twitter. Is it because, is, is it because you have under a thousand followers? How dare you? I know. Not See, after today. after all after all that uh, after all that flirtatious. How many compliment. do I have? Did you just check? How many? What do I have? Nine hundred and forty-one. That's a lot. How many do I follow? Uh, <laughs> that is actually the valid question. You follow thirty. Okay. Which well, is actually a really good ratio. Okay. Oh, thank I, God. You know what? I can't believe I just entered into a popularity contest. We don't need to. <laughs> This is just, I mean. No, that's good to know. See, that, what, I'm just not good with, I'm going to get better. You know what, Brad? I'm going to get better with Twitter. And that's going to be my answer next time is I'm going to be checking Twitter because I'm going to have thousands of followers. Well. And I'm going to follow 50. Yeah. I only have 12,000. Uh, 12. Uh, 12.8. Now, how do you, that, these are all listening. See, that's great. Yeah. But I, and I follow 1,856. So. That's like a one to twelve really ratio. ratio. Okay, yeah. that's great. But don't you find that you miss a lot of? I look people up all the oh, time, but you I have find no that idea. I have... I have to create lists in a in a really annoying fashion. I have to create lists when I realize how much I'm missing from, like, uh, certain demographics that I really want to know when they tweet, and my stream is so uh, full of randomness. Right, I, and I that's the only reason I don't everything. follow more people. It makes because sense. I get it. I worry that I'll miss some people and I look people up all the time. I mean, I'm always stalking someone or if someone likes something, I always look them up and look at their stuff or like it. Like I interact a lot more than it would appear based on how many people I actually follow. But th- with Twitter, it's overwhelming. If you have a feed that's got a thousand people, I would think oh, that I would be really that. hard to to follow certain people that maybe whose opinions you want or, you know, it tweets you wanted to see. Is. Absolutely. Horrible. I'm more Instagram. Are, oh, I'm still trying to understand Instagram. Like I, I have noticed Instagram. that as see, far as... I love as, pictures. I'm really visual. Yeah, me too. But then I've also noticed that for like actors and uh, we'll say stars of any kind, Instagram is kind of the social medium of choice. And I haven't quite figured out why that is or how how they maintain uh such a following on instagram while they're posting things to me that are more mundane than the average tweet well I unless think you're like a also, gorgeous person well i th- that's what i was just gonna say i think instagram is basically uh there's a there's an element of it where there's a lot of shirtless guys and a lot of gorgeous girls and everyone looking pretty and filtering their pictures and like and then putting just the hanging no out today in, or yeah. you know they're they're on a hike and they take a picture of themselves right. in front of a tree oh, like way in the back and they're like just love this pretty oak tree behind me but it's really cuz they're like facing magical sunlight that makes them look like a supermodel that's in a, why in they're a, posting in a it. deep v neck yeah Right. Exactly. With the duck lips. <laughs> it's it's funny to like hate follow people or it's, it's I'll admit so to I, that. Right. But I just think it's funny. And I had a friend that made the dumbest hashtags up. So I started copying her and doing the most ridiculous hashtags on all of my posts. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's funny. Yeah. So that's, I I, I just fun. enjoy it, and I lo- I love the visual of it. It, it. Instagram, all of it really kind of makes me hate myself. So I have to really temper that. <laughs> it really does because I, I I'm not like I I'm a weird. I'm not a visual person so much, but like I know what I like when I see it. Like I know what something beautiful, like a great outfit is or a spectacular living room or good food or like, and and every time I see these gorgeous places that are worthy of people's photos, it just makes me feel like, ah, God, if I can't dress like that, decorate like that, plant a garden like that, be, go to a restaurant like that, be an, be a mom like that, like whatever it is, if I can't do those things, after a while, I have a hard time appreciating someone else doing it because it gets so into your head. You feel like that's how the world is. And I'm the only loser who has toys, cheap, ugly plastic toys all over my floor <laughs> or like or like uh, who wears jeans on occasion and the sneakers, you know. Oh, like, see, I look at things like Facebook. That's Facebook oh. for me. I look at people whose lives I know are a train wreck <laughs> and they don't hide it to me, but they they proffer this whole thing of like this fabulous life, which I know is a complete lie, but it's kind of fun to, to see what they want the world to interpret them as like how they want the world <laughs> to see them. I mean, I, 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 I've learned to hate okay, people Paul, that I know. I, I told you that. See, okay. <laughs> okay. So, so no, that's no Instagram confidence. for me, but that's like, Instagram for you. My Facebook is filled. It somehow became this like very self deprecating, like everyone who posts something, it's about everything that went wrong. It's about how um, how messed up their experience at the DMV was. It's not. It's <laughs> rarely look how good I look in front of this waterfall kind of stuff. That's uh, true. But yeah, in- Instagram absolutely is that. I got into yoga in the last year. I've actually gotten pretty good at yoga. So I follow a few like yoga Instagram accounts and they, they just upset me. Uh, Like I I look at them and I think this is, you know, I start analyzing for how they cheated. Well, and see that like that's some of my hashtags are like hashtag yoga, hashtag Pilates, hashtag quinoa, hashtag, (laughs) you know, what doesn't, you know, what doesn't make you famous on social media? What? Uh, uh, Really crazy hashtags. You know who's surprisingly good at it? Me? Jillian Armanante. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's the queen. But hers are serious. Like, yeah. Mine are usually she, a joke. She gets it. She knows how to do it. See, that really pisses me off because then when I search for hashtag kale, you know, right. a picture of your dog comes up. Exactly. And I don't, you know, I, I'm doing serious searches for kale. Right. <laughs> right. Rather than just going to I'm not going to get the, the information market. on kale that I need. Right. It's, You're going to get a picture of me holding my dog You're in front of great lighting. Feed. He's taking the on the eyes. man. He's throwing a monkey wrench in the system. Yeah. Oh, it's so subversive. I love it. Thank you. Yeah. All right. I was going to mention, I, I think I actually mentioned it on last week's episode for those who listened. Um, but on the Mac, there's an app called Timing that will do what Moment does on the iPhone. What? Uh, yeah, it'll tell you exactly where you spent your time and how much of it was actually productive. It's quite good. Uh-oh. Oh, I could probably use that. Although I'm pretty good on my computer. It's my phone that's the death of me. Yeah, it's, it's good to know where your weak points are. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so my last pick is, uh, it's a game that I actually mostly play on the Apple TV and not on my phone, 
but it's called Icicle on Thin Ice. Icicle colon on Thin Ice. And it is kind of a puzzle game where you are a man on a unicycle and you have to navigate very dangerous frozen terrain and you start off as basically a naked man on a unicycle in a frozen tundra. And throughout the game, you can acquire like a knit I had hat. that dream last night. That it, is so weird. It is a nightmare. Do you have to upload a picture of yourself naked to start the game? I'm liking this. I had a, for a little while, I had an Xbox 360 with a Kinect and I had the Biggest Loser uh, DVD, uh, like uh, game. And the first thing it would do is use the Kinect to do a body scan <laughs> and then show you a wireframe of your figure. Oh. And this was prior to me losing 60 pounds. And it, it, I never actually got into the game because that just felt like a really mean way <laughs> to start. Oh my God. But this was pre yoga, Brett. I would say embrace it again and get that outline. So actually, it to us. I, we'll take a look and we'll see. I wish that you know. I had a before picture from that app. Oh my God. From that game. I wish I had screen capped that picture so I could do a before and after because I have. I, I am much, much happier with my body now. But anyway, uh, Icicle also has its gorgeous artwork. It's um, it's pretty and it's funny. It, like there's, It's slightly humorous. All of the artwork is kind of, you know, you've got a naked guy on a unicycle in a frozen tundra. But it's uh, kind of a pastel watercolor kind of feel. Oh, wow. Uh, very... Does he ever get clothes? Yes. It's part of the game that he goes and gets clothes? Yeah. Throughout the game, you can you can score uh, little gems that you can then buy. They're actually like ice cubes, but you can buy um, <laughs> hats and sweaters and pants. And Oh, my God. And, and when does he sing Let It Go? Uh, at no point does he sing. However, Let there is go. a beautiful... He meets a Let dead go. fish, a gigantic dead fish, and... You just shushed him. Um, he meets a gigantic dead fish and you have to pedal as hard as you can. You have to keep hitting the button and pedaling until you are about to meet the fish face to face. And then it transports you into a dream world where you are on an old fashioned bicycle with the huge front wheel and the gameplay inverses so that jumping actually drags you down. And you go through a whole level like that. And when you finish it, when you complete that, you snap back to you kissing this huge fish. This really is like one of my dreams. <laughs> it is. That's it's it's very, uh, it's a very like Dada uh, kind of dream world. Wow. Or it's even awesome. surrealist dream world. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> that's, that's three for each of us. I'm you guys. sorry. What was your pick? <laughs> Icicle on thin ice. <laughs> kidding, um, um, so, uh, do you guys have you, you? There are two of you. So, if you want to throw in any more, we can. I'm dry. I, I and, mean, I'm, and that's okay. You got. I would three. just say, get out. The movie is amazing. Go see that. Is it? I know. Oh, it I've is. heard it's incredible. I, it's amazing. I haven't seen it. Yet. I have been. I've been waiting to decide on that. I, I'll. I'll throw no, that. Don't in. wait. Don't resist, Brett. Just go. Get out there and see it. Do it. It's, it's great. Really I, I just feel like that's kind of lame because I feel like most people have already seen it because it's not like an uncovered, like, ooh, here's a secret 
indie underground film that no one's heard of. We do have a theater that but has $5 movie night tonight. So, Oh, my God. I'm so jealous right, right now. Yeah. What does a movie cost where you guys are? $16 or something. Yeah. Yeah. But or, we're like we're like Hollywood elite. I think yeah. they charge us more. Yeah. <laughs> you know? just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fame tax. Yeah. 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 Well, it's uh, the struggle it's, is real. Yeah, I mean, for us. we're 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 very happy to help those less fortunate than us. Yeah. You know. Okay, Trickle so pit. so people there's a a website for dropping the soap is there not? There is droppingthesoap.com. Clever and descriptive. Um, whatever, whatever you do, don't just search "dropping the soap" on YouTube, unless that's how you care to spend an afternoon. But you just—it's really yeah. better to go to our website, right? Because <laughs> you'll just see a lot of prison porn. Yeah, yeah, uh, and, and surprisingly, this the 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 show is not at all about prison or showers nope. or soap, really. Only soaps. no. Nope. No. There's, there was a character in a previous draft called the Danbury Double Fister, but we cut that. Yeah. It <laughs> seems wise given the overall. It was a lot to take. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was a handful. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm not editing any of this out. I apologize to any truly uh, imaginative people in the audience. That... <laughs> right. Yeah, we apologize to them too. Oh, deeply, it's a hell, deeply. It's a hell to live deeply. there. <laughs> so yeah, and uh, and dropping the soap is on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, and Deku. Mm-hmm. Correct. Which there actually is a link to on the website. And if you like it, please do leave a review and comment. And if you don't like it, pretend you never heard of us. Right. <laughs> or lie and yeah. say that you love us. Yeah. Or just talk about his piercing blue eyes because that's an undeniable fact. Complaints to me. <laughs> Send sweet complaints. Yes, exactly. Yes. I'll take it. Um, yes, I, I I did love the show. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you, Brett. And then uh, real quick, uh, both of you, I believe, are on Twitter with your full names. Oh, no. Mandy Fab one. Yeah, there's some bitch out there named Mandy Fabian. Mandy, if you're listening, just hand it over. <laughs> I mean, I feel like... I'm on the precipice of greatness here, and it would just be great to just be at Mandy yeah. Fabian. But for now, it's yeah at Mandy Fab One. Thanks for the thanks for letting me talk to Mandy, though, Brett. I yeah, no, I, that's this yeah. show is really a platform for that kind of communication. <laughs> um, I also want to talk to the guy who cut me off in traffic yesterday. Guy, if you're listening, no, I'm kidding. My uh, Instagram is Paul underscore Witten W I T T E N uh, because some monster named Paul Witten who has three posts. And has has hijacked Hateful. it. So, Hateful. but on Twitter, I'm Paul Witten without an underscore. The monster didn't join Twitter, apparently. P a u l w i t t e n. I I'm honestly, Paul Witten seems like a name that would be common enough that you could. He doesn't even have a profile picture. But it's insulting. I know. How many Mandy Fabians could there be? Well, she literally, I think she has three tweets or something, and it was from 2010. I don't know. Does she have an eggshell profile? Yes, she has an eggshell. Yes. Like, Mandy, go big or go home, sweetheart. Yeah, Paul Witten without the underscore is following two people, has 22 followers and four posts, two of his kids and two of beer. You know what would be fun? 
It would be fun to do like a little series where you do that weird documentary where you go find the person who has your Twitter name and try to talk them out, try to bully. <laughs> it's like, it's like you go bully them, them, them at their job. <laughs> just harass them until they right? join. That's amazing. Like, or just have a sit down interview, you know, <laughs> like with a mediator just talking about how they feel oh, yeah. having hijacked your name and your identity <laughs> and not using it. See, now that we've talked for 20 minutes, Mandy Fabian, you're not funny. You right. see what I'm saying? Like you're just not you nothing to offer. You're not Twitter worthy. At right. Mandy Fabian on Twitter has one tweet. Uh-huh. And it mm-hmm. is okay. nothing is better to watch hashtag NCIS. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Killer. Just send someone to oh. be better. Oh God! I feel like that well, that might be an extreme reaction on your see, part. So I'm not. But... I'm not the only Mandy Fabian who's a tastemaker, huh? <laughs> wow. On. Okay. That's okay. See how we're maligned. Uh, we're just a couple of Hollywood elite trying to. I never should have given up my maiden name, except I absolutely should. You should have. It was because awful. Because it was. It was. It sounded bad. like a skin condition. It did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or a disease <laughs> or like for which there was no something. intestinal. It was totally it was definitely intestinal. intestinal. Do you, you want to yeah. share? Well, it was, it's, I mean, apologies to my extended family, family in South Dakota, but it was Steckelberg. Steckelberg. Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, that just lands, like, that's a right. myambiolic situation right, right. there. <laughs> where, where I am from and still currently located, or actually back to, um, names like Shabilsky and... Uh, Oh, Dorofsky and oh. it's a very Polish community. That's Polish though. Polish like is those, sexy. Actually. I like those. There's I think a, the that's ski hot. makes me sound like a supermodel, but there was something about the Berg. It just yeah. didn't Berg. stuck. I actually, I, I knew some people literally just named Berg. I think they came through <laughs> Ellis Island. They're like their ancestors came through Ellis <laughs> right. Island and they said their name and all the, the agents heard was Berg. Let's call him Berg. <laughs> right. Cause they probably couldn't spell. <laughs> Schmuckelberg, Schmucke, yeah. I'm big in Germany, though. I mean, in Germany, they loved they loved that name. My mm. real name is Lars, which I actually like. Yeah. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. adopted, and my birth mother named me Lars, and uh, my adoptive parents got the birth certificate, and it said my full uh, original name given by my birth mother, and they were like, that's not his name. It's Paul Witten. <laughs> I kind of wish they would have left it because well, I'm Danish. It, was, so... it wasn't just Lars. It was Lars von Dusenpaul. No, so Lars von. <laughs> yeah, some von Dusenhall. I do enjoy the name Lars. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy the name Lars too. It's a little more exotic than Paul. Yeah, I had a <laughs> mentor named Lars. sounds like a doorstop. You know what I mean? Paul? You know, it sounds like the name of a doorstop at Ikea. <laughs> or do something... You have a or something or that a Paul Bearer a would carry. Right. It's the oh, worst. I mean, apologies hey. to Paul Newman, but that's pretty dull. <laughs> okay. Where are we? Oh, yeah. So well, um, we hate ourselves over here. Yeah. Clearly. Mandy's got the name of a puppy or a stripper. I have got to go over to Amanda. I, f- I feel like this point. has turned into one of the uh, the lunches with Kate and... <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes, you're so. right. Okay, yes. And I am Brett Terpstra. I am at brettterpstra.com. I am TT Scoff on Twitter and everywhere else, including Instagram. And uh, I also have Overtired, which has had an unintentional hiatus on ESN for another month. But we are recording 
on Overtired this weekend, and that will be out soon. Have you guys ever heard Overtired? You would like Overtired with Christina Warren. I have, yeah. Yeah. She has an encyclopedic knowledge of pop culture, especially pop culture from a decade ago. But it, I mean, it extends like she's not behind the times at all. But if you ask her who wrote on an episode of uh, like 90210 at any point in the season, and yeah, she, like she's she's Wikipedia, she will just start listing off and then she'll tell you the relationships that were happening among various people correlated with that particular episode of the show. It's amazing. Um that is that is not actually what the podcast is, but it happens. It's worth well, listening for those moments. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> That's gonna be my pick. Our our last episode, <laughs> right. our last episode got really dark. It was our first episode since uh, November uh, and the election oh. and whatnot. So, oh. anyhow, <laughs> if you're in a good mood, skip that one. If you're in a bad <laughs> mood, it could actually be fun to commiserate. But anyway. <laughs> Thank you guys for being here. It's been a blast. Thank, Thank you, you Brad. Brad. It's always so much fun. And everyone go check out Dropping the Soap. And uh, we'll see everybody in a week. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.